to the comic book rundown. We had a fun day yesterday. Yeah, like, yes, yesterday like, was, it was fantastic. It was just a full day of uh, took a, took a trip out to Chicago to go see our brethren and the professional casual. Uh, yeah, some of them at least. Yeah, a couple. Uh, really, I got to talk to one, sort of two. Um, yeah, you you talked to Taylor a little bit. Yeah. Um, which you know, if I were to ever listen slash watch anything other. Uh, anything else on the professional casual network, then maybe I would know who Taylor was. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, but then we... These guys on show and everything, man. Don't they really? Yeah, the hobby hangouts on Mondays. Oh. Okay. I mean, I've never listened to it. No, I know he's got it. Well, snap. We should... Uh... Maybe I should check that out sometime. Uh, let's see. Other than that, we I had... The Rush uh... show last night. Yeah, yeah. The Rush show last night. That was... That was awesome. That was a really amazing show. Oh yeah. And um all the the new members of the troop did a really wonderful job. Um Yeah. Yeah, it was it was just a fun day in general. 100%. So Well, let's go ahead and get on to our coverage. We are changing up some stuff. Uh I know we literally just did that like six months ago when we went to this new format of covering everything in like, you know, one episode now. Ah, suck it red. I mean, blue. I mean, God damn it. <laughs> but um, we're, we're going to change it up a little bit more. We're going to, I think we're going to start streamlining because a lot of these trades have, you know, a lot to talk about. And we don't want to have you guys listen to an hour and a half of us just rambling on about the stories when you can go in that hour and a half, you can go read it yourself. So we're going to try and just kind of do the talking points, the quick talking points, and um, hopefully this will be, hopefully you guys will like this better. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll just kind of play by ear, I guess. So today we're going back to the boys. It's been, it's been a little bit since we've touched on the boys. Gross. Don't say yep. things like I that. Realized, I realized what I said as it came out of my mouth. Yep. And that's why there's an edit button. Nope, I keep that shit in anymore. Um, <laughs> but no, we, we're going back to the boys. Uh, issues 15 through 22. It was published by Dynamite. In, yep, I forgot to look up the year. A while ago. I don't want to say like 2000 and whatever. Probably uh, like 2008 or something. Oh, yeah. So about 2007, 2008. Actually, maybe 2000. Because that first one was 2006, seven. Yeah, so I was right, 2008. Well, I'm glad you found it because I've only got the omnibus and they were printed in 2020. So no, that's not right. <laughs> and I knew that wasn't right because I'd read the first one before then. So I mean, <laughs> which those omnibuses are nice. I think I'm going to, because I am basically not getting rid of, but converting. Upgrading. My trades upgrading, yeah. My regular trades into the deluxe omnibus forms. 
I think I need to pick up those omnibuses. Now, granted, I only have like volume one of uh, the boys, so like first six issues. But I've been wanting to get after I read them all what two years ago. Uh, I've been wanting to get the full set, uh, and you know, maybe I will eventually. <sighs> I gotta get rid of some of these first. <laughs> gotta, <laughs> gotta knock some of these out. So, uh, if anybody's interested in Joey's comics, uh, get a hold of him at uh, comicbookrundown at gmail.com. And uh, who knows, he might make you a good deal. I, I'm honestly, I might. I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm looking to, to upgrade, and uh, that means these, some of these are gonna go away. Not all of them, because not all of them are in bigger forms. But you know what we could do? What's that? We could for our Patreon on the PCN we could do some kind of giveaway of your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Like actually I did just do a giveaway on um this would have been came out a while ago. This came out a few months ago. Giveaway over on DC Alliance on my other network uh for one comic I bought specific specifically for the giveaway and then one of mine that I'm actually giving away cuz I just sits on the shelf. I never actually read it. So it's a combo giveaway that um as of right now has not been as of time of recording has not been picked uh drawn but as of time of people listening there would have been a winner so um we actually congratulations to that winner (laughs) yep exactly um if you guys are interested and this is more giveaway stuff go over to dc alliance we are giving away comics uh, trades for movies like when the mo- when a movie comes out we will give away some like uh, coordinating comics with it so like the flash movie is coming out here in june you know like a month away or i think from the time you guys are hearing this um and we're gonna be giving away a couple of flash comic books and i think even a, a supergirl book or two because supergirl's in the flash so all you gotta do to get those is either comment on our review or go um, leave a, a, a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Play or wherever the heck, just any podcasting app. Uh, but yeah, go listen to DC Alliance and we'll have more details on that. But back to what we're doing today and not other things. Yeah. So like I said, we're, we're covering the boys. The writer is Garth Enos. The art was done by Derek Robertson. Colors by Tony Avenia and leathers by Simon Bowland. And this one, since we're covering eight issues, and the boys have been, they do something where, like, they do, like, a little four-issue, like, arcs in their trades. Like, it's a trade of eight, but there's, like, two mini arcs in, in it. And so this one, the arcs are called Good for the Soul and I Tell You No Lie G.I. Uh, so we'll start out with Good for the Soul. And ultimately, this one is about... There's a, a lot of threads going on, but this is ultimately about Huey finishing up what... Uh, finishing up his task of killing Blarney Cock. <laughs> it was revealed uh, at the very beginning here that Blarney Cock came back from the dead. Uh, the legend was talking to Huey. and like, hey, you gotta go... Like, Butcher wants you to go take care of this. And... He was like, what are you talking about? Like, I killed him already. Like, how is he how is he back? And Huey or uh the legend kind of reveals, like, yeah, this 
this happens from time to time. Um, probably all of the the compound tea that's pumping through their veins just keeps yeah. them, uh, yeah, restarts just... their brain or something, is what he said. Yeah, something like that. It's like it's they're not really all there. They're just kind of a mumble jumble of mess and and crap. Um, so that is ultimately what happens with Huey in this. He, uh, he is tasked to go stop Blinder Cox. So he goes back to Teenage Kicks and he's like, uh, uh, uh what, what's the staking them out, trying to get the lay of the land of what's going on there. Uh, we also have Annie Starlight who is having like a bit of a crisis of conscience. Uh, like we open up the oh, uh, crisis jail. of religion also. I mean, that too. <clears throat> but like she we open up she's sitting in the church trying to kind of like trying to figure out what's going on because she's a superhero she's always going to be a superhero at the top level which is the seven but the ever since she started there it's been just shit Garbage. after shit after shit um and so like she she decided that she was going to take a couple days and like she went back to her old um Team, I can't yeah, I can't um, remember what it was called. Basically, her old group, uh, it was like Midwestern based, like yeah, they, they, based. they were uh, uh, some kind of like quasi religious, um, I sect isn't the right word, but sect is what popped in my head. Capes, Capes for, Christ. for Christ, found it, yep, yeah. um. And so she's going back to see her old boyfriend, uh, Drummer Boy. But when she gets there, Drummer Boy's fucking was Drummer Boy is uh, doing a Hail Mary. No, Holy oh, she, Mary. Holy Mary is her name. That's right. Yeah, he's and, finding all the holies in Mary. That's for certain. Mm-hmm. But it just it's to the point of like she's starting to realize the the idea of supremacy is not the right word. But like holding Goodness. yourself to a uh, whole wholesomeness. There um, we go. The like, the, the righteousness the, of superheroes. Yeah, what was put out to the public, and what she thought was the you're supposed to do, um, is not it's actually. actually yeah, because like she has a discussion with like she's talking to um, oh, young Americans is I think is also their name too. I think Cape for, oh, Christ, right. Cape is the, for uh, Christ is the um gr- the the thing that they go to the yeah uh, uh, the retreat or whatever yeah um so but she's like she's talking to Drum Boy and he's basically saying like the minute that Starlight left they all were able to like ease up because she was like the stick up the ass to the group p- keeping everybody on the straight and narrow keeping and everybody all- morally in check. Yeah, and all these guys want to do is just, you know, fuck around and find out. <laughs> yeah. Um, See if they can fill Holy Mary with grace or something well, like that. <clears throat> fills her with something. Um, and and so I, I say, though, talk about those two to bring up that Huey and Annie, um, like they meet up again at the same bench that they met up in the first couple issues. You know, this is Huey. This it, is what, months later? Um, I don't something like that. It, it it's close close to it, but basically it's just the fact that this bench, it's a place that Huey goes to to just like think about things, and Annie is there because it's a nice place out of the way from everybody. Um, 
and they meet up again. So, and they just kind of keep having these meetups. And they have some discussions uh, they they basically are talking about how Annie doesn't know what's going on. Like, she she wants to make sure that Huey is real because he's nice to her and everybody else that has been nice to her has been fake. Um, which really, I know this is books down the line, but I know when they do find out who each other are, oh man, does that kind of yeah blow a gasket for both of them yeah but more for one of them than the other yep yeah i mean it all, works out. it all works out spoiler <laughs> alert um let's see here we also got uh so butcher banging the cia lady i can't remember what her name is uh rainer rainer that's right He's that's normal Raylan rainer yeah <laughs> that, that's normal for him but that's that, an alliteration that's, Really more, <laughs> nice. uh, that's really more for um, just he sees Rainer not really as an equal, but more so somebody that he can manipulate and control. I mean, yeah, that's why he sees everybody though. So yes, but he he puts it as he can he can still get the inside information from her if he keeps treating her like dog shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's accurate. Like... Especially for Butcher. Yeah. Yeah, uh, look, so the people... these, these guys aren't... Um, uh, nobody in this, like, is really a, 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 a example oh. of what a... Uh, um... A good person is? Yeah, no, yeah. everybody here is shit. Kinda, I mean, like... Literally, everybody here is shit. Yeah, even the ones that have, like, good... You know, like things, it makes them more real, I guess. But True. also, I'd I'd like to think that uh, at least somewhere there should be like a wholly good person. <laughs> well, and you know that's where we have with Annie with Starlight. Like she is, she's trying to, she's put herself on this pedestal and she's trying to stay on that pedestal. We see it break from time to time. There's a moment in this in this volume where because she's missing here, the uh, seven have a meeting with. Uh, the man from Vought in the room, which he's always in the room, um, and she's not there. But but Homelander's like, where is she at? I don't. Whatever. We gotta start this anyway. Like, she needs to be here. But whatever. When she finally does get back to the seven, the first person to call her out is A Train, and A Train's a piece of shit. I like the first person to say something to her was um... well, Jack from Jupiter's like, oh hey, how you doing? But then. A train calls her out. I was like, "You need to be here." The 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 vault vault America was here, and they're the money. You can't you can't fuck with the money. Similar to what we saw on the show. Yeah, well, it's it's what Homelander basically said to him the last time he fucked around with you know when he was joking around with with Starlight when yeah what was after, there yeah yeah um and, but, and, but I that, thought that um um uh, goddamn I can't think of her name the, the other chick in the seven yeah, I Maeve was the first person to say something to her. She was like, "I'm supposed to give you shit about missing the meeting, but uh, just pretend that I gave you." Oh some yeah, shit. that too. Yeah, <laughs> I passed over that because Maeve doesn't give a damn. Like that's just, and we I think we'll see why uh, in the second half of this. Um, but yeah, but with A Train going off of her, she, like I said, trying to be the moral compass of everything. She's like, like leave me alone. I think what she's calling like 
fuck off needle, needle dick or something. Yeah. Yeah. And she walks off and she's got like a proud smile on her face as she walks away. And then she's like, no, I can't be like them. Yeah. It drops off her face. And she's like, I don't want to stoop to their level. I don't want to yeah. be a shitty person just to, you know, assert my uh, dominance over these, you know, oh, like she is currently the only good one on the team. The rest of them are a piece of shit because yeah. later on, we're going to see with her when she's walking, like she's, I don't know what she's doing. She's, she's walking around. She overhears. Oh no, actually this part of this is right here. When she's talking with Huey, she overhears a conversation. She, uh, from earlier with the, the team about how, they sent her to this. They like, set her up to. They sent her to a gay bar and told her to ask for uh, Leslie Beans, but they yeah. get, but it goes by Les, and so she walked around looking for Les Beans. Yeah, and yeah, they thought it was all funny, and you know, uh, Homelander's like, yeah, it's fucking dumb. Like, but he's he's just sitting there, kind of chuckling himself, and then Queen Maeve is just off to the side, getting drinking. drunk, like yeah, like always. But so it's 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 showing that the seven. Our children yeah literally literally like they're 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 not even like I, I wouldn't even consider them you know adolescent adults they're just fucking children like with superpowers and that's terrifying when you really think about it because i mean they've got well, and, a lot of power well yeah between the seven of them yeah and then but but because they're acting that way then you start to trickle down to teenage kicks, to young Americans, to G-men, to literally every other superpowered team. And of course, they're all going to act like stuck-up assholes who get their way. Because they can do whatever they want. They've got the money, they've got the power, they've got the backing. Like, who's going to stop them? Yeah. Is their literal, like, you know, ideology is who's going to stop us from doing this? Well, and that's where the boys come in. Well, that's what they came in before. So we, we do get a scene here where Huey and uh, Annie actually go out on a proper date. They're going to the bar, just having some drinks and and, and She talking. gets trashed because she's never drank before. She is lit. Um, and then, like, she is basically coming on to Huey, saying, hey, come home with me. Just being all, like, and Huey's like, look, he's like, I'm not going to take advantage of you. He's like, if I'm ever going to take advantage of you, it'll be either because you're drunk or because you're emotionally un- unstable, not because of both. Yep. And then he like walks away from the cab. Yeah, he puts her in the cab, sends her home. Like, and I, he's like, he was I am not an arsehole. I am not an arsehole. Like, like, I know he was joking, but at the same time, like, that's terrible. <laughs> well, yes. I Yes, what, what he said was wrong. But... He also is a good guy because instead of actually doing it, he sends her home. Yeah. Like he, he doesn't take advantage of the situation. And that, you know, is, you know, props because it, it actually does work out later on. Um, we do get a couple scenes with the female and Frenchie. Uh, she is off doing a job and Frenchie is the concerned. Mob. For the mob, and Frenchie's concerned for her, so he ultimately like tracks her down and and is killing a couple people. the The scene in the the restaurant, yeah, where, where the the one mob guy is like, yeah, whatever. These two just take care of him. And Frenchie, without even moving, just grabs both their heads and just smashes them together. Yeah, 
Well, you know, Frenchie was like, yeah, dude, uh, like, you know, you're up here pretending you're, you know, like some important, you know, general in some sort of army, but you've never actually even seen any action. Yeah. And then that's when the guy starts getting pissy with him. And then he's like, oh, here, it's okay. I'll show you a little bit of action. And then he basically tells him, you know, never talk to uh, the female again. Yep. Um, as we continue on, we get Butcher dropping off M.M. to his mom's house. And we don't know what's going on here. I mean, we know because we've yeah. look. But we... currently, we have no idea what's going on, so we're not going to expand spoil. on that just yet. Yeah, we don't want to spoil. Uh, you know, we don't want to throw a spoiler out for you know a decade-old comic. True. True. <laughs> hey, look, I didn't read this until what three years ago, dude. I just finished reading this. You know, uh, what either the end of last year, or the beginning of this year. I don't remember which. The last time we, <laughs> yeah, the last time we we chucked we picked up on them yeah yeah it's i mean this is a really good series it it, it, it's it's one of those where it's picking on the superhero community but it does a really good job of it yeah and it's showing what what people like us if we had the ability to basically watch these guys what we would do yeah and it's also it's also showing what superheroes without morals would actually be like 100 which without, without in a conviction. world in the world that this world is in which is very similar to our world now yeah i'm pretty certain this is what they would do like this is this is realism this is superheroes without a tragic backstory is what it is <laughs> you do have a good point there i mean think about it like you know, the, the things that define a character that make them walk that line of doing good for the sake of good generally comes from trauma. Yeah. No, you're right. Like, that's why we have the popular ones we have. Superman, Batman, Cap, X-Men, Spider-Man, yep. like, Punisher, all like, all of them. Daredevil, Green Lantern, like, just all of these these heroes they they know what it feels like to have the things they love ripped away from them yeah and and it's it's made them more understanding of more empathetic. what they need to do yeah yeah more empathetic that's very good and the heroes in the boys don't have that no because and we're going to see that in the back half of this like homelander was grown in a lab yeah. No, he landed in a meteor in a cornfield. Uh, yeah. And then grew up in six months? Yeah. Which is interesting. But yeah, like, all of these people, they were born and bred for this. And they, they lived in a box. Yeah. And so when the people later on who actually get this, get these powers as a kid, they're still being raised at home. They see these people as their role models, and they're yep. shit role models. Yep. So. Uh, but have yeah, you nope. have you seen have you played the uh, the South Park fractured but whole? No, I played the Stick of Truth. Okay, so uh, you have a, a a tragic backstory in this. Carton <laughs> Cart- makes up. Um. Yeah, because I, I there was an episode coinciding coinciding with this uh, game when it came out. Which made me really want to get the game. I'll let you borrow um, it. I'm almost done with it. I, well, I, again, I'm I'm in the middle of a different game, and once I get done with that, it'll be time for Legend of Zelda. 
Yeah, so. but see, then, then I can just, you know, leave that at your house and then you can play it whenever you get to it, kind of like Last of Us here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Okay, fine. But uh, the, your tragic backstory is um, basically you. It's it's the game's way of letting you see how what your powers do. Okay. But uh, the the actual tragic part of it is you walk in on your dad and mom fucking. Oh. <laughs> and that's and that's it. That's pretty tragic. And I'm just like, and at some point in time, uh, uh, Cartman's talking about your backstory to everybody else, and Kyle's like, dude everybody's dad fucks everybody's mom. That's just how it works. And Cartman's like, uh, y- y- you're you're okay with your dad fucking your mom? He's like, yeah, how do you think we got here? He's like, well, everybody except for you, fat ass. You don't have a fucking dad. <laughs> but he does. It's his mom. <laughs> no. Uh, it was revealed in episode 200 that his dad was uh, Scott Teneman. Oh, I thought his dad was his mom because she was... Uh... That's what they said in the very beginning. Uh, end of season one. No, and on the two hundred two hundredth episode and two hundred first episode, um, it was revealed that it was Scott Teneman's dad. But Scott Teneman is the one is the redhead that he um picked on, and then he had his parents, Scott's parents, chopped up and put in the chili that Scott ate. Remember that episode? Oh, gross! Yeah, 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 yep. That's fucked up. Yeah, I it's very fucked that. up. That's top work <laughs> for you, baby. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, so uh. M.M. goes and, you know, does what he's got to do. Yeah. And uh, again, we get another scene with Starlight eavesdropping. Uh, well, because... this is, yeah, this this scene is important. And I do want to back up a little bit. Uh, when Frenchie and, and the female were off doing their thing, uh, Huey was monitoring Teenage Kicks. Butcher and M.M. were in the tower and they were watching the videos and brought up the meeting with starlight missing what that meeting was about was vic the beep was going to be coming to the tower to uh give a speech the thing about the speech was it was going to talk about soups in the military basically and yeah weaponizing them uh weaponizing the supers to use them as you know uh, uh defense and it um it was a need to know basis and the people who knew were everybody in that room plus uh mm and butcher yeah so butcher made a phone call and now we get starlight eavesdropping on the man from vaught and homelander and how they're like well somebody leaked it to uh dakota bob and now vic's not coming yeah. yeah, and Homelander was pissed because he was, you know, he's like, well, he's like, he could have still come and given a different speech. Like, why did he just shit on us? It makes us look like, you know, we're, you know, nothing. And he was pissed because, you know, it ruined his reputation, and that's what he banks everything on at well, this yeah. point. Well, you have to, because that's, that's popularity. Yeah, his, his, his it, image. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know it was, they they did a fairly decent job talking about that in the show, about like how they're, their popularity points are going up and down and like every meeting and, and that's literally what it is. It's it's the popularity of the character will decide if that character will go out on a mission or not. Basically. I mean, they don't really touch a lot about that on here, but it's really more so um image in general. Yeah, yeah. Um but then you know, while all that's going on, um you know, Huey had staked out the uh uh teenage kicks. And then um, one of the teenage kicks followed him home. 
Yes, yeah, the one that's missing because the rest of the can't find him. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, so Huey goes home and finds out that all um, the Blarney cock wanted was his hamster back. We also we skipped a part. Oh, the uh, when Huey takes Annie home. Oh, and then Butcher comes in the next morning to see him and finds out that uh, Huey earned his red wings. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's sad. Dude, it's fucking... It, but it... Like, the, they make such a big deal out of it, but, like, I mean... It happens. It happens. Shit happens. I will say, though, um, props to Robertson. This looks... Huey looks more like Simon Pegg in this yeah. one image than the rest of the, the series. I mean, he looks like Simon Pegg to begin with. That was yeah. a given. Like, we talked yeah. about that way back when. But, like, it just really good. I don't want to say good detail because it's really terrible, but it's the detail looks just like Simon Pegg. Um, a young Simon Pegg, you know. Very young Simon Pegg. Yeah, he still looks fine for his age. But yeah, now we now we are up to Blarney Cock uh, in in his apartment getting his hamster. Pissing all over the floor. Man, and I, and the bad thing is, is Huey felt bad. Like, he, he didn't mean to kill him. Yeah, it, it was an happened. accident. He didn't know that he was. He didn't know that was going to happen when it happened because he didn't know that he had. Superpowers. He didn't realize he was that strong. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, he's sitting there trying to apologize or standing there trying to apologize, and Blarney, who is literally almost brain dead, he's a walking zombie that really can't really do anything. Um, it's just like, I'm not saying ignoring him, but he's he's like, I want my hamster back. Well. I, uh, that's just I can't do that. I'm not gonna do that. I like yeah, it, he, it sounds like when somebody's trashed or you know they've had serious head trauma and they're trying to talk to you. Yeah. Like you just can't get your tongue to work right. And that's that's what's going on. And this is where um Hugh is just like, you know, screw you, that's my hamster now. His name is Jamie. You're not taking him. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, and they have like they're Huey argues with him like idiot to idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, and then he breaks his neck. Well, he breaks his neck because um, well they're fighting. Bl- well, yeah, Blarney Cock is like, oh wait, you're the one that killed me. You know, he's like, you killed me, you killed me, and then you know that's you know, and then he's trying to take the hamster back, and that's when you know he gets his neck snapped, and then. It was, I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's kind of creepy. First off, yeah. the fact that Blarney Cock has got his pants down and he's just well, flying yeah, there. He's getting ready weird. to, you know, shove his hamster back up his ass. Yo, I know. But then, like, after Huey accidentally snaps his neck, and again, it was it was another accident. Um, He's still fly, floating there for, like, a little bit. Neck, like, head behind. Yeah. And just like, Ugh. Um. I do like I exercise the demon. Oh, <laughs> I do like how it goes back to um, the boys. It's like, hey, so hypothetically, if you wanted to get rid of a body, how would you do that? Just hypothetically. Yeah, well, he was like, I was watching a TV show, and he's like, and you know, how how would you how would you get rid of a body where you know, like CSI guys couldn't find the body? <laughs> <clears throat> and I think when they say, I think Butcher's like me, oh, I just. Put it in a barrel, soak it in oil, and light it up. Yeah, and just go for it. No, he says petrol. <laughs> yeah, that's, yes, yes. But as they're, as they're talking, um, the deep shows up at the window and basically is like, so the Homelander 
you know, he thought we still had a truce. What's going on with that? And home and uh, Butcher's just like, well, if Homeland wants to find out, he can uh, come, come talk to me himself. Off you, you piece of shit. And then like shut the door in his face. It's pretty. But isn't right his cape in the door too? Like, doesn't he shut his cape in the window? Uh, I don't think so. It definitely looks like it, but I don't think it is. But yeah, you're right. It it it. Because I think he's back far enough to where it's not in there. I don't know. I, I if it is, that sucks for the deep, right? Because I mean, that's that's just what it looked like to me in that picture. It's like, oh, that definitely looks like you know, the the, the deep is uh uh kind of stuck there for a second, stuck in the window. Like, because it seems like the kind of dick thing that uh, Butcher would do. Oh, it's a hundred percent the dick thing Butcher would do. But uh, yeah. Uh, and then we do get Huey burning Blarney's body um, with Butcher looking Butcher. on and laughing. Well, he because he's he's Butcher's uh, hiding because he's just watching Huey do this, seeing if Huey will take care of it. And then yeah. because it's, this know, was pouring. a job, this was a job. You know, Legend gave it to Huey, but Butcher basically told Legend, "Hey, can you have Huey do this?" And not. Let him know that I know. Yeah, but he's sitting there in the background, and you know Huey's pouring the gas on uh, the body, and uh, like Butcher underneath his breath says, oh, "Step back a little bit there, bud." And uh, you know Huey lights it up, and it knocks him on his ass because it goes up in a fucking you know fireball. And that he's like, "You can come out now. I can hear you trying to keep yourself from laughing." <laughs> yeah, and that's when Butcher's like, "Yeah, I was uh, when you fell on your ass. That's when I started." Um, and it. It's ultimately this is the way, but the way Huey would handle it. He's not doing it the way Butcher would handle it because Butcher would have just lit it and walked away. Huey's yeah. like, I gotta say something. Yeah, he says he's like, I can say a couple words over the body and like, you were a blarney cock and uh, oh wait, <laughs> <laughs> basically. And then Butcher's like, all right, so you're gonna go see the legend and he's gonna tell you all about us, right? He's like, how'd you know? It's like I know everything, dude. Just, just whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, and so that. Gets us into the second half, which is, you know, I tell you no lie, GI. And this is ultimately the history of Vought America. I have in quotes the prestigious history of Vought America. Yeah, it's not um, great. It, it goes through basically um, the start of the company. Like they made um, what, uh, planes and guns in the war, yep. but they were shitty and they kept falling apart and they kept having problems with them because they were just trying to press them out as fast as they can. World War yep. II. The World War II, the planes, the planes weren't operating right. The like ejections, ejection seat wouldn't open. The the guns kept jamming after like shooting a couple rounds. Basically, what happened is that it killed so many people that America's like, no, we're not using this company anymore. So they changed their name, and then they came out with uh, what was the next thing? Shit, I can't remember. It may have started with the planes, and then they took a step back. Came back with guns in Vietnam. That might yeah, have that's what it was. Because the, then they had all the problems with the guns in Vietnam. Yeah, and then after that was when they changed, finally changed their name. Yep, and to then, America. Yeah, and come out with suits. Yeah, well, they um, God, there was one more thing I thought they tried before that, and then they went with the suits, but I can't remember what it was. Um, but yeah, basically, like the the only reason why this company stayed in business is because like all american companies they had all their you know hands in the politicians pockets yeah people get the right people in the right places and 
whisper well their people in the right places yeah which and uh, this is all mind you this is all legend telling huey this he, he's telling the history of all america even though he's supposed to be telling the history of Butcher, but um yeah well that that comes later um yeah so he is he's starting back at the beginning he is going through the history uh, at one point they're talk he's talking about how they finally got all the right people in place. So when Dakota Bob ran for president, Vaught was able to put Vic, the Veep, as his VP. And now they finally have somebody in the White House, which will set up a lot coming. later on. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you want to talk about? Butcher and Homelander basically have a standoff. Well, well not really a standoff. It's squaring. I'm gonna. I I, I wrote down squaring off because it's it's Homelander. Basically, like, hey, I thought we had a deal. I thought we had a truth. What's going on? And the entire time, Butch is just standing there. And then Homelander tries to flex on him. He's like, oh, he's like, look at you. You think you're such a badass, but, uh, you know, I can hear your heartbeat, uh, you know, speeding up. I know, you know, this and this and this. He's like, so let's mm-hmm. see why you hate me so much. And he starts going through like, oh, I killed somebody. And he's like, oh, yep, that must have been a yes, because your heartbeat, you know, jumped a little bit when I said that. And he's like, let's yeah. see. It's a, a friend, a family member, a girlfriend. Oh. Oh, more than a girlfriend, huh? Maybe, maybe the wife. And he's like, Oh, I think I nailed it. And he's like, And what happened? She was like on the bridge. Nope, not on the bridge. Maybe somewhere else. Maybe, you know, it doesn't matter. She's not important to me. She's like, You know, nothing, none of this shit. He's like, I don't give a fuck. And uh, the whole time he's like, Well, you're trying to get a response out of Butcher, and Butcher's just standing there. Yeah. And then finally, you know, Homelander like finishes his spiel and, uh, Butcher's like, well, he's like, you know, I wasn't going to say anything because I was waiting for, you know, Terror there to finish what he was doing. And Homelander looks down. Homelander, who's listening to somebody's heartbeat but couldn't hear a dog fucking walk over there and pissing on him. Yep. And that's what, you know, Terror's doing is pissing on his boot. And Homelander gets ready to fry Terror. And Butcher's like, no, no, dude, you hurt my fucking dog. And it's the deals are done. Yeah. And Homelander's like, you do that over a dog? He's like, fuck, dude, I do that over a fucking fly for you you piece of shit <laughs> well that and obviously john wick wasn't made in this universe so yeah because if john wick was made in this universe homelander know better yeah dude all of those guys would be fucking dead 100 <laughs> Let, let's be honest um yeah so that that is going on we also get uh all of the set well not all of the seven four of the seven are there on site. Maeve is in a ship because she didn't want to be there. She didn't give a shit. Uh, and then, uh, not Lamplighter, um, A-Train and Starlight are cleaning out Lamplighter's shit box. Yeah, because Lamplighter was one that got, got killed, killed and came back. And came back. We're going to see how he got killed here in a little bit. Yeah, which I think the only reason why we got the whole Blarney Cock thing was so they could do the setup for Lamplighter being Correct. the shithole. Correct. Which, also, why? Well, because they can't let him out. They have to keep him hidden. Yeah, but why wouldn't they have like one person that takes care of him? Have you seen that room? That's oh, you, thing. Like, you mean it in general? Be, it wouldn't be that way if they had somebody in there taking care of him. Well, nobody probably wants to take care of him. Didn't? Didn't? Uh, I feel like. Well, no, because these two didn't know they're the new, new guys. Yeah, I thought somebody had said somewhere that. It's part of their duty. It's something they have to do. Let me double check that. Do, do, do. Here we go. Um, the rest 
of them are off confronting the ultimate fucking badasses. And would someone please tell me what it is about them? Seriously, blah, blah, blah. But because I'm somehow still considered goddamn newbie, I'm stuck here. We all have crossed the bear. Uh, the homeless says this is important. He says we should take a good long look because it's what's what happens to anyone who underestimates these, whoever they are. Yeah. So it's it's basically saying, it, it, hey, it's like, look, this is what the boys do. And, yeah, you need you know, to keep on your toes because one false move and you can end up like this. But having, if they don't clean this out like once a freaking month, like, yeah, you're right. They should have somebody there specifically taking care of them. Or, I mean, Vault Americans got enough money they could just put a fucking, like, uh, uh, spray down thing inside there that would, like, literally just spray the whole place down. I have it out. Drain, yeah. Yeah. Or, I don't know, shot in the dark here. Just kill him? Yeah, exactly. But no, uh, Homelander wants him there as an example so that, you know, people can see what happens. Okay. (laughs) Look, dude, the dude's insane. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. Um, but, um, let's see. Here. But sticking on, staying on with uh, A Train and and Starlight here. They are they're having they're cleaning up the the pen, lack of better terms. And once they're done, A Train is talking to Starlight like, like he's, I'm, he's almost trying to be like not friendly with her, but like he's like half ass like trying to be like you know. Oh, look at me. I'm a fucking cool dude, you know. And Starlight's like, look, dude, we're not friends, you know. She's like, nothing between us would ever have happened if it didn't happen the way that it happened because, yeah, you know, like you're, you guys. You're a piece of shit. You literally raped me. And I don't give a fuck about you at all. So. And it, then so they're going to leave. And Starlight's like, that's weird. The door's not opening. And A Train's like, yeah, because, uh, you know, I locked it so you can't get out yep. he's like and now i'm going to show you that you know uh, uh this is how a guy like me gets a girl like you and he proceeds to try to you know rape her again yeah non-consensually like actually this time. Yeah. yeah and um, she fucking she's like stop you get your hands off me stop and then she fucking burns his eyeball out yeah like and, happens uh, like burn like blinds him in the one eye and burns half his face a little bit and at this point is right when the the rest of the seven come in and a train being a whiny little bitch rushes up to homeland is like she, daddy she hurt me yeah she hurt me you need to do something about her and he a train grabs the 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 jet that's right next door and just like no actually homelander does that's why sorry <laughs> my bad thank you homelander grabs the the nose of the plane and like crumples it and like tosses it aside which i would like to point out that um the structural integrity of things in superhero worlds is probably even more epic than the superheroes themselves because anything that you tried to pick up like that or like when superman stops something by grabbing the front of it and like you know like he sets like a car down by like the bumper and the bumper just doesn't rip off with the you know fucking two tons of car that are attached to it or like the you know four tons of plane that's attached to the front of that that he just grabs and crumples but the whole thing stays together in one piece like that shit has always bothered me in comics 
I, 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 I see where you're coming from. I, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, I know Superman has an excuse. He can, he can kind of tactile telekinesis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's really more Superboy, but Superman has a low level of that. Um, but you're right with, especially with, with Homelander here, um, because we do see when they do tell the backstory, yeah, uh, with the the events that it happen. It doesn't quite work out that way. Um, well, look, but like you're right. Like when he tries that, like he tries to do something there, it does what it's supposed to do. Like physics actually work there. But here, when he grabs the nose of this jet, you're right. If he's gonna grab it and throw it, like it should have crumbled off at the front there, and not yeah. take the whole plane. Exactly. Hmm. Or like um, the opening uh, episode of Supergirl, the TV show, like where she saves the plane from going into the water. Yeah. Like she's holding up that whole plane by one spot underneath it. That would just crumple like right through the plane. Again, like, I'm going to say Supergirl, similar to Superman, because they have literally the same powers, has low level tactile. I mean, at least with spider-man like where he's swinging around the town and they're like well how does his web hit every time they explain it in the comics that his spider sense actually tells him where to shoot the web so that he doesn't you know end up being in danger oh no i do love the one thing uh, the one like video i saw where he's out in the middle of the country oh yeah it's he like runs off the roof and throws it and then smacks on the ground because there's nothing there but because uh, there's there's one uh, uh arc where spider-man loses his spider sense Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And that's when he finds out that that was how his uh, webs actually landed where they were supposed to land when he was swinging. Because, like, he starts trying to swing around the city, like, pulls out loose blocks. And he's, like, always falling or, like, hitting windows or shit like that. Where it's, like, stuff's breaking or getting damaged because he's trying to swing on it. But it's not, you know. It's not holding him because it's not. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Okay. Yep. And, that, and, again, that makes sense. This, not so much. Yeah. Um... Well, I mean, let's let's go ahead and talk about the events that happens in September. This <laughs> is so well, the what we see of the events so far that happened in September. Yes, and ultimately, what it was is um, the military, similar to what happened September two thousand eleven, two thousand one, our time, real world, terrorists hijack some planes. Um, the, the military was scrambled immediately, took down three of the four, like before they could do anything, any damage, but then got called off of the fourth plane so that the heroes could come in. Well, they didn't know that. The, they no, just, they, they didn't all they, they just got called off. Yeah. All the, all the fighter pilots and all, uh, we technically know about this is that they got called off for no reason. Because yeah. even the pilots, like, or the the one guy's like, you know, I've got, you know, I could take them out right now. I've got them in my line of sight. I've got, you know, a beat on them. He's like, don't make taking out those other planes full of people, you know, in vain. Yeah. Let me just finish the job. You know. But orders came over, and it, the orders came from high. Yep. We'll just say that. Uh, so they they pull off. And then they, the one pilot sees something. He's like, "There's something just flew right by me," and he's like, "I never mind. I didn't see anything." Just, he's just, like, "Yeah, I don't oh. know what it was." Or he says, "Oh, yeah, never mind. I don't." 
yeah, I, I, I'm not, whatever. And then we get the seven going to stop the plane. And it's the seven. It's yeah. it's the whole team. Uh, with Lamplighter and um, Marathon. The Marathon, or... yep, is the other one. Yeah. Is the <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> so if you guys have seen the show, uh, similar situation where they, it goes tits up from the, right from the beginning. Uh, and we like got fucking idiots. Um, who hits the front of the plane? Uh, um, Deep hits the front of the plane. Lamplighter hits the uh, wing. wing of the plane. Jack from Jupiter, who's holding Marathon, like bugs out. He's like, I ain't fuck this. Like, yeah. I'm done. Um, Homelander is at the door. Maeve is is right by the door, and Black Noir is. I think the Deep was holding him, and he fell. Yeah. So he's. He's. I'm not gonna say he's out of commission, but he's not there he's somewhere. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, what's really this is this kind of starts the bad. Homelander's at the door trying to rip it off. There's a kid on the inside who's looking at Homelander. It's like, mommy, mommy, look who it is. It's and then the door rips off and he goes flying out. Yeah, because you know it's a vacuum. Like, yeah. Oh, and it gets worse because as soon as they get in there, um, they're getting. They're trying to make their way to the cockpit. The deep has finally reached like the 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 pilot the cabin, and he breaks open the window the exact moment that Homelander rips open the door. And so that vacuum, yeah, it makes a wind tunnel. Yeah, and, and a couple more people go out. And uh, everybody's I, freaking out, and they're trying to get the them to save him. And Homelander's getting frustrated, and he yells so loud that it ruptures people's brains. Yeah, it, it ruptures their eardrums. Like they, they're they're fucked. Yeah. Um, and then once he gets in there, he literally just r- kills all the the terrorists. Um, but because, just... but because Black Noir got dropped, and Black Noir was the one that knew how to fly the plane. Yep. They're, they're kind of like, hey, we're kind of fucked. And that was when the uh, Homelander's like, well, he's like, what if I uh, uh, fly no, out? I think, I think uh, it was Maeve who was like, hey, just go out there and pick it up, or maybe Marathon. I think it was marathon. It's like go out there and like lift it up, and Homelander was like, "I can't, and and I can't push against it. There's nothing I can push against. It's not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna do anything." Yeah. Which goes back to the Superman problem, which he does point out is actually this is factual. Like he's got nothing, no leverage against it. So which is why I doing. like how they explain it in Invincible. Yes. Yes. Because when they fly, they are actually pushing against the air, and they can use that as, you know, like uh, um, traction and as, you know, leverage and... We uh, we need to get back to some Invincible comics. We better. do. It's been a long time since I read those. Same. Um, um, but anyways, but so Homelander's like, okay, he's like, well, uh, Marathon's on his back, and he's like, alright, he's like, so... Well, yeah, like, Homelander's like, fuck this, I'm out, and Marathon's like, don't leave me! Like, yeah. it's fuck. And so, like, literally just grabs his legs and flies off yeah and then eventually uh, marathon ends up on homelander's back like a backpack and homelander's like okay what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna fly into the plane try to knock the plane back onto course so it's not he's gonna, he's gonna push because try to level it out yeah what had happened like mave was trying to stop him from leaving and he like hit her back knocked her off him and she hit the controls and now the plane's nose diving yeah so he was homelander was gonna try and push it so that the plane will level out at least 
And, and he's like, he I got to get enough speed up to actually, you know, put the effort or energy into it. Yeah. And Marathon's like, aren't you going a little fast? And then Homelander blasts through the fucking plane, which also just tears pieces out of Marathon. And... Oh, no, it takes his head off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it. Yeah. it... And uh, yeah, so everybody fucking... on the everybody on the plane is like trying to um, not maul May, but like drag her, like drag her down, try to have her help. Uh, but she goes blasting out because you know the plane's going down. The plane's literally falling down, and it hits the bridge, which kills everybody on the plane, everybody on the bridge. It was a terrible day in history, and Vought America covers it up. Yep. Yep. To them, heroes yep. were never there. Yep. So nothing ever actually happened. The legend. Uh, the only reason he knows the story is because he heard it firsthand from somebody. And he had gotten the black box from the pilot when they got called off because he knows people who knows Chandler. Yeah. So it is. It's not great. Like it, it he's the history he is telling is um, is the reason why they are the way they are. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Which then comes back to legend and his job. His job was to make these heroes likable. So he was the he wrote he'd have comics. to take that story and make it something that people could swallow yeah well not only that story but also well i mean all, the, yeah, all the stories so like um, you know he because he was like yeah you know so like when some you know hero does this or this or this he's like i gotta make it you know more heroic or and it's got that uh homelander fighting some dude that's like yeah. eat my ass homelander and then you know like and it he, shows it shows what actually happens where he's like eat my ass homelander and the homelander explodes him yeah and then uh it shows what he put in the comic, which was like, and on this day, I'll take you with me, Homelander. And then the dude, like, you know, kills himself to try to kill Homelander. And yeah. like, whatever, like, whatever his name is, please don't do it. Like, it, you could, we could find a better way, kind of thing. Like, it, it's making him out to be altruistic. Yeah. Uh, what a hero is supposed to be. Yeah. Because that's what heroes do. Oh. Yep. <clears throat> um, but then we get, um, so, so back to Legend and Huey, um, and referring to everything that's happened, they, the boys, pre-Huey, knew what was going on. They basically threatened uh, Vought, the Seven, that they were going to release this thing, that they have to kind of temper down what's going on, what they're doing, what they're trying to step up their superhero game. And one of the Seven was like, no, I don't like this. And he goes to kill Mallory. Uh, who was Which part is originally of part, of the, uh, part of the boys. Part of the boys at the time. Ends up killing his granddaughters instead. So... Mallory put a fucking 45 through his head. <laughs> well, no. Well, what it was, yes. But it was um, because of what had happened. It was about ready to start the war. And Homelander was like, nah, screw that. Like, I'm sorry. We this is we apologize. Here's Lamplighter. As yeah. a peace offering to the boys. To keep the truth like steady Attack. so that war doesn't break out. And yeah, then Mallory kills him, which then Vaught and the chemicals going through him, he got brought back, which is now why he is stuck in a cell in the bottom of nowhere. Yeah. Um but yeah, other than that, um uh then well the last... we get we get Butcher telling Huey he's gonna have a new uh job and he gives him a file on the G Men. Yep, which is going to be our next comic we cover. And then uh, Butcher 
uh, sees Starlight's um, entry interview yep. for the Seven. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure he jerked off to that, not going to lie. He might have. It is Butcher. Uh, we also do get, because of what happened with Huey and Annie earlier on, like, they both thought that they were never going to see each other again. Like, they both were so embarrassed that, like, oh, well, fuck. I'm... No, no, Huey kept trying to get a hold of her. Huey kept trying to get a hold of her, and she was ignoring him because she was embarrassed because she's like, yeah, he'll never want to see me again or whatever. And, yeah. And he was like, yeah, they do meet up again. They're, they, they're going to kind of have a relationship. It's going to be cute. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but yeah, that's that's the gist of what's going on in in this volume. Um, definitely go read it. Like, is this is the series itself is a really good series. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It gets, like, I mean, it gets graphic at times, and there are some parts of it that are pretty dark. Um, yeah, and like, don't get me wrong, nobody has morals in this. No, like this this comic is not about people having morals. It's about having a lack of them on all sides of the fence yeah and, it's, uh, and it's it's both sides are keeping the other side in check yeah that's that's how it is until it's not and that's yeah. right but we'll get into that yeah so yeah thank you guys for listening hopefully you enjoyed our new method we'll see i mean it's not um, that much different than our old method it's just you know less uh less page fluff. by page and more yeah. uh finer points which I think I think will be better. I think going forward, this will be. I mean, this was eight issues that we we're trying to do it in. When we have like a five or six issue one, it'll be nothing. It'll be it'll yeah, be yeah. It'll go. It'll, it'll be go so much your old episode, maybe. <laughs> um, but no, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you guys can find us on. Actually, before I do that part, Ron, where can they find you at? Uh, I'm good at this game on Instagram, um, TikTok. Twitter, it's good at this game with an R because uh, somebody took my name because they're cunts. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, and yeah. here obviously. <laughs> uh, you guys can find this show on Twitter at Comic Rundown, Instagram at Comic Book Rundown, email us comicbookrundown at gmail.com. Rate and review us on your podcasting app of choice. Uh, if you do, or even through social media, if you do, we'll read them on an upcoming episode. Um, We've got merch over on Redbubble and TeePublic. Uh, song was done by K. Joe, formerly one half of uh, the Sex Turtles, Turtles and formerly of Record Podcast. Um, and then we are also part of the Professional Casual Network. And if you want to join the Patreon there and get access to the Discord, for $3.01, you can join the Booker tier. And we will eventually put some Patreon content out. Yeah, I mean, dude. Hey, look, I've I've been uh, I've been you know shooting shit your way. You just gotta let me know how to do it. <laughs> we look. If I can get you a program to record the stuff, yes, that's fair. Otherwise, otherwise um, we gotta do it here, and I gotta listen to it. But speaking of the uh, professional casual network, you know, uh, I do listen to some of the shows that are on there, yeah. and they are good shows. Um, Mondays they do uh, the Lost Omens, uh, which is a Pathfinder Second Edition. Uh, actual play podcast a lot of fun it's one of my favorites um they also do the uh, hobby hangouts with uh, taylor um then tuesday nights is uh, oh yeah the power phase and tim's game stream mm-hmm. which according to uh, chuck that's all tim does anymore is game stream <laughs> <laughs> and then um wednesdays is the patreon day where they do the uh settling southlands and the slithering uh settling southlands is a 
Wolfert, uh, 4th edition game. And the uh, Slithering is a, another Pathfinder 2E. Uh, Thursdays is uh, Gapapa, um, the Grim Podcast of Perilous Adventures, which is also another 4th um, edition um, Warhammer. And then they do Wait Till I Roll Wild. And then, of course, Friday's Us. Yep. See, I wrote it down. That way I could remember things and stuff. <laughs> Good for you. Smart man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... I think that's it. I think it is. Thank you all for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye.